0: Thanks so much for joining us. Following the news and weather at 1, that means it's Tech Talk time. Doug Swinhart is in studio. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. The number is 651 989 9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. And I just want to remind you, we always get a ton of calls and texts on the program, and we can't get them all on the air. So call now, and you'll be guaranteed of getting on the air once again. 651 989 You can text 81807. That is 81807. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. Yeah. A little snow moving in, but uh, the timing couldn't be better. Uh, Looks like it'll move through tonight, and by tomorrow the roads will be all cleaned up on a Sunday, and I I would think uh, people would be able to get out and about again uh, tomorrow, no problem, and certainly by Monday when the work week starts, we should be in good shape. Once again, a friendly reminder, uh, the phone number on the program, 651 989 9226 you can text 81807 that is 81807 and Doug let's get started again uh, we, we talk so much about security on the program um uh, let, let's clear this up we had sure. a ton of calls and texts if you have windows 10 windows defender should be all you need
1: I do believe that I from what i can see it's doing a great job it really is i i and you got your performance, and the speed is there, and I, I think it's great plenty. All
0: right, Windows 7, Windows 8.
1: Well, you can still get Microsoft Security Essentials. I kind of think that I would feel more comfortable with Malware Bytes or Bitdefender or Sophos or an additional commercial package. And McAfee is doing a great job uh, with their internet security, and you can get that downloaded almost anywhere. Uh, but a commercial package, especially for Windows 7, if you still are running XP or earlier, you absolutely have to have a commercial security package of some kind.
0: All right. So, Windows 7, Windows 8, look around. If you had to pick one, what would it be? I think it'd be Malwarebytes. Okay. Uh,
1: it's clean. It's fast. It's, you download it. Uh, it doesn't take away from performance, and they've been around a long, long time,
0: and they just simply do a good job. And does that cost money? And if so, how much? I think it's
1: like $30 a year per unit, and oh, the huh. more you buy, um, they'll give you discounts. But you know, for that kind of money, I you can easily lose a week of work not to mention data, and $30 is a small, small price to pay.
0: All right, so that that's a good option. All right, let's get going on the phones. By the way, the number again, 651-989-9226. We have a ton of texts already at 81807. Send your text when it's safe to do so at 81807. Let's go to Judy. Judy and Egan, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi, Judy. Do we at you? Uh... Y- Pardon me? Do we got you? Good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, first off, uh,
2: you insto- installed Linux on my computer for me, and I want to thank you very much for doing that.
1: Awesome. Good
2: deal. Um, my issue or my need for help is setting my printer back up again.
1: Uh, uh, and that's in Linux? Uh, yeah. Um, give me a call, and I'll, I'll connect up to you remotely. That's really the one area where we kind of got to get our hands dirty. Not all of the printer companies will do a, a a complete install package, but I'll connect up to you, and we'll have that done for you in minutes, especially if you got, like, an HP. HP does a tremendous job supporting Linux. So just give me a call. I'll connect up to you, and we'll have that done for you in minutes. And thank you for the
0: call, and I'm glad that it's doing well for you. All right, let's go to the text line here. Remember, for all our programs, 81807, send your text to 81807. How do I get rid of the important column of incoming Gmail, which is just thousands of duplications of the inbox?, uh, can you modify that? I guess I'm thinking of my Gmail and I don't well, wait a minute, I have it going right now.
1: i'm I'm a little lost at that question because
0: Gmail, you know, yeah. separates promotions
1: and social media, and then your normal inbox as well. Yeah,
0: you have inbox, starred, important, sent mail, drafts. That's what I'm looking at in my Gmail. Shouldn't be duplicates. Yeah. um, It looks like if I click on mine, it's duplicates as well. Really? Very interesting.
1: Yeah, that's that's, uh, the only time I've seen duplicates in Gmail is if perhaps somebody has added another email account and has it set up, Perhaps on another device as a pop three, uh, but that you shouldn't be getting duplicates. I'd really like to take a look at that configuration from one end to the other to make sure on that. But that's that's unusual. Now, if if you've got something starred, if you've got something marked as important um, or the promotional, I actually separate my promotional and my social media from my normal inbox, and I don't have any any dupes at all. Um, it really shouldn't be having duplicates.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's probably a setup issue I is think what so. my sense is. And what I would do is open a, a Google uh, dialog box and just type in there, it's like, how do I categorize so I can clean up my important, or how do I get rid of it? Exactly. Maybe, maybe you don't want it. Maybe maybe there is an option in there. I haven't played around with it, where you can just get rid of that category.
1: I know that in contacts under Google uh, mail your contacts you can have dupes but there's an actual category that you select and it says merge duplicates so you know google and gmail is very very much aware of this so yeah i'd really like to take a look at that computer before i gave an answer on that one
0: all right doug uh, how often should a router be restarted for peak performance uh we we talk from time to time about smartphones that um Sometimes people just put it in the charger and go to bed and leave this thing on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But it, it's not bad time to time uh, for all of this uh, chip-based equipment to be powered down.
1: Yeah, if, um, you know, some connections you can have for months on end, uh, especially with Comcast, it, they, they just don't need to do that anymore. However, if you start seeing performance issues or connectivity issues issues, and especially with Comcast, if you restart your your modem, if at all possible, shut it down, leave it unplugged for about 15 minutes to a half an hour, plug it back in, and let it train up. And that will force a train up all the way up the chain. But really, it shouldn't be necessary unless you're having issues. I would leave that baby rolling and leave your internet lease time run forever.
0: All right, we've got a ton of texts already. We're going to get into those. You can send your text to 81807. By the way, we have phone lines open right now if you want to call and talk to Doug. Here's the number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. It is Tech Talk underway on a Saturday at CCO. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday. Steve Thompson with Doug Swinhart. The hammer Craig Shreffler is our studio coordinator today. Always good to see Craig. Uh, let's go to the phone lines right now and uh, bring in Pam and Maple Lake. Pam, you're on the air. Hello.
2: Hi. Hi, Pam. Um, th- Hi. I um, <clears throat> mistakenly misplaced my password. Okay. And wonder how I
1: can recover that. Th- this is this is your this is your Windows login password. Y- yes. Um, I have software that I can actually plug in and boot your computer and clear the password to get it in. Uh, If you have Windows 10 or Windows 8 and you've tied that together with your email and you've changed your email password, there can be some confusion because of this. When I set up a computer, I set it up separate from your online account. Um, If you need some help with that, you give me a call, and we'll get your computer down to my place and reboot it and have
0: that cleared for you in minutes. And thank you for the call. All right. Uh, that is a good call. And we haven't brought it up in a while, but let's get into passwords and managing those. Indeed. S- some people have a little book they write them down on. Some people write them on a piece of tape on the bottom of their keyboard. Not ideal. No. Um, There are many ways to keep track of Passwords. I'll bring up my system. I uh, use meaningful uh, dates and geography that that would be meaningful to me. Correct. And usually use uh, some sort of punctuation uh, somewhere in that password. And I usually keep three active. Perfect. That so is I, for for banking, uh, email, other stuff. And, and I've just kind of used that system for years. They're pretty secure. They're meaningful to me, but generally not meaningful to anybody else. And it
1: works. Now, and and, and in addition to that, I've got customers that have 10, 15, 20. Oh. And out of those 15, 20, some of them have to be changed every month. Some of them have to be changed every three months. Some of them once a year. And they can't use the same password three times in a row. For these folks, I say, listen... If you have a Gmail account and it's secure, in other words, nobody else has the password for that account, you can actually create a simple doc in Gmail on your drive, on your Google Drive, and save that doc up there. Even if you have to go to another computer, open up Gmail, go to Google Drive, and look at that doc, probably, in my opinion, the best place to safely and simply save your passwords. The best idea, I think, is what you have, where you have three to six of them that you can alternate from. And if you're changing them every 60 days or so, and you're going back to password one, 60 days go by, you go to password two, 60 days go by, password three, or you have some combination in your mind to where you just happen to know what it's going to be, Almost every server will allow you at least three attempts.
0: Right. I I stick to the rule of three. That's why I use three because sometimes, like, especially with the bank, the bank I use, it's three. And then it's like, oh. You you, you wait 24
1: hours or you call in. Right. Yeah, no, and this is, and sometimes this frustrates people with this level of security. But this level of security truly is in place to protect us all. Yeah. And the most frustrating thing for anybody that's doing support is people who are not keeping track of their passwords, and I'm guilty of that as well. I I have very little after about ten minutes of fighting with passwords. I I I, I can't do it anymore. Sorry, can't do it anymore. Just oh. I got to go get a banana or a piece of bread with some peanut butter, as a, especially if I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to the phone scan. Don in New Richmond. Don, you're on the air. Hello.
2: Hello. Hi, Don. Yeah, I had a question on uh, what's your opinion of the uh, Norton Internet Security Package.
1: Yeah, you know, this thing seems to go from one end of the scale to another. Uh, with, With Norton, you might have to tone it down a little bit. Keep in mind that when we purchase a security package, a lot of these companies, in my opinion, may go too far and slow down your system. Uh, as far as I know, recently, and when I say recently, I talk about the last year or so, there haven't been any reports of them missing anything or preventing something from coming into your computer. Now, with that said, uh, semantic Security, which is now owns Norton, uh, it, it, they might get a little carried away. I don't think that you need to have your computer scanning every file as you open it. And as you close it, I think it creates too much activity. Overall, for security protection, does a good job. It If you've got plenty of computer, lots of memory, good fast processor, an SSD hard drive, it's not going to matter what you have for security. Your computer's going to be at top performance.
0: And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. Yeah, that's... Good call. A lot of good calls and texts today. From the text line at 81807, that's 81807, I have a year-old Lenovo laptop. Both USB ports suddenly quit. I'm running Windows 10. What could be going on? Boy, that's unusual.
1: If if both of them are out, it very well could indicate that you are developing a bad motherboard. Now, one thing that we got to say about USB ports and Windows and Linux and Mac... You have to actually click on that USB drive and tell it to unmount or eject or disable in any operating system. If you've been, like a lot of people, just jerking them out, they will go bad. That's bad. But before you get too carried away with hardware, get into your Windows Device Manager and make sure they're showing up in the Device Manager. If they're not showing up in the Device Manager, chances are it's hardware. And then you're going to have to take it into a technician or run the diagnostics that comes with your Lenovo. All
0: right. Uh, Very good text uh, for sure. Uh, Let's uh, squeeze in another text if we can uh, here at CCO. Do you need antivirus software on a Mac? Hey, you know, I'm getting calls on this and I have to say probably
1: not. Now, many people with Macs Mac computers will call me up and say, I'd like to have some extra protection. Here again, Sophos is a wonderful solution for a Mac. Uh, Malwarebytes has a Mac version. Uh, ESET, most of these companies have expanded their business to incorporate protection for the Mac as well. Now, as you know, Steve, Mac is built on a Linux Unix system it's a proprietary operating system, and I don't want you to think that it's just some spin-off of Linux, because it's not. But it's built on that same solid format. For years and years and years, we told people they didn't need it at all, and I still kind of believe that. But if you're uncomfortable, by all means, purchase an additional security package. But most people in a Mac, I don't think they need it.
0: All right, quick break. We have Phyllis and Rick waiting on. We have a bunch of techs lined up as well as Tech Talk continues with Doug on this Saturday before the snow arrives here in the Twin Cities. We have 26 degrees, a winter storm warning in effect from 3 this afternoon until 6 Sunday morning. And we'll have more on the weather coming up. In a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 134 here at CCO Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. Uh, Once again, we'll keep an eye on that winter storm. It looks like snow will move in in the next hour or two here in the greater Twin Cities area. Ton of calls, ton of texts. Let's start with the calls and waiting for a little bit is Phyllis. Phyllis, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Hello. Hi. What can we help you with, Phyllis? Well, you know, I have an HP computer and I have
2: Xfinity wireless service. We use it for phones and um, um, security and for my computer. Okay. And I was using the computer last Sunday and all of a sudden the Wi-Fi, it just disappeared. I, I... can't find it to hook it up again. I don't know if there's something wrong with my computer or or um I called Xfinity and, and he had me tell him what lights were on the modem and stuff and um but if you go to where, you know, the little symbol is for to find your wireless and to, you know, to connect
1: to to your internet, it's not there's nothing there. Um if you were to call my house, I would probably ask you to get a laptop or get a cable from your computer into that modem so we could get internet so I could actually take a look at that modem. Now, if your broadcast inside your modem slash router is turned off, that would be really the only thing that would prevent that unless it's on the computer side. If you have another device, say like a smartphone, and you can open up to Wi-Fi, and if you see your SSID, in other words, your network name, Mm -hmm. And if you can see it there, then, yes, it's your computer. Now, if you have a laptop, one of the most common issues people have with laptops and their Wi-Fi, a lot of laptops will have a small hardware switch. Sometimes it's on the left. Sometimes it's on the front. Sometimes it's a combination of of a function key with your FN key to enable or disable your wireless hardware. Um, and if, you, if that doesn't do it, you give me a call next week, and we'll see if we can get this squared away for you. All
0: right. Very good, Phyllis. Uh, by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Keep that in mind. Let's go to Rick Canadian Prairie. Rick, you're on the air. Hello.
2: Hi. Hi, Steve and Doug. I really like the show. Thank you. Um, hey, I got a question. Um, I'm running Windows 7 on my PC. Okay. And whenever um, Windows wants to do an update, I do the update and then um, I get a blue screen on my computer periodically, and sometimes it'll work for a while fine, and then it just locks up. Um, and this kind of happens every time. So what I've been doing is I just leave my computer on all the time, um, but it's, it's Windows is wanting to run an update.
1: I think that this is a prime candidate machine to download the portable version of GWX Control Panel. Download that big bad boy. Click on the little and and the portable version won't actually install on your computer. It just runs as a as a separate app, so to speak. Um, and make absolutely certain that you clear your update cache. And you may also want to take a look to see if your updates are coming in automatic or if they're just letting you notifying you so you can bring them in when you want to. Once you clear that update cache restart your computer, and let's see if that's gone. And if that doesn't do it, give me a call, and we'll work with your virtual memory, which is a small setting that we can adjust in minutes. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. Thanks,
0: guys. All right, very good call. Thanks. By the way, we have full lines open if you want to ring in right now. Uh, The number there is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And those numbers are good for all our programs here on cco let's go to the text line while we have a moment and let's see here here's an interesting one uh oh what cybersecurity program do you recommend for an xp computer boy
1: <clears throat> if you if you if you absolutely have to run it i'm going to say probably malware bytes or eset uh, enod 32 eset these probably would be my my first choice but i i am gonna really really caution you with xp some extra steps need to be taken if you're going to be taking that on the internet step one under no circumstances are you to use internet explorer use chrome or the latest version of firefox i i here again this machine is a perfect candidate to be turned into a Linux machine. You can get the same type of performance. And if you have to keep XP for a specific software, you can create a dual boot and boot into XP when you need it. But your overall use of that computer, 70 to 80%, can be done in Linux. And thank you for the text. And that that was an interesting text.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's probably not a good idea. If you have an XP machine that's doing some sort of task in your business and it's not internet connected, fine. Absolutely. I mean, it it, it was a great operating system. I felt like Microsoft made a big error by pulling the pin on XP. I agree. But that's water under the bridge. But if it's not connected to the internet and it's doing whatever task it's doing, as a matter of fact, uh, we have an XP computer that... In my job during the week, uh, inkjet's envelopes, but it's not connected to the Internet in every way. Works great. There were a lot of developers that developed software
1: that was Windows XP compliant, and some of this software was actually quite expensive yeah it could be a it could be a stitching machine it oh, could sure. be, it yeah. could be some kind of a some kind of a computerized lathe system or or our inkjet printing system inkjet print absolutely yeah. but this specialized software that was focused primarily on a vertical business yeah a lot of these companies they just can't afford to be buying new computers and even if they bought a new computer the software that they have may not be compatible. And the software company themselves might be out of business, and let's face it, Steve in business it doesn't come easy, so yeah, if you have to use an XP machine, limit your internet if at all possible
0: yeah um let's see. I use a password manager and a follow up. This is from our text line okay. last pass is my first choice um so there you go um there there are a number of um, packages out there you can buy. There's apps, et cetera, that will manage your passwords for you.
1: If I needed a password manager and LastPass, just so you know, Steve, I actually had a subscription with LastPass for almost 10 years. And I have to agree, LastPass is, in my opinion, one of the best password managers on the market. Now, with Linux, almost every distribution of Linux comes with a password manager called KeePass, and that also is a good one. Uh, But here again, if you really regulate your passwords and keep it up under a Google Drive, um, now that I'm not connecting to 200 different businesses, I really don't need one. But if you're going to have one, LastPass, I have to agree with this texture. It's a tremendous, tremendous package. It really is a good package.
0: All right, Doug, here's a good one when it comes to backups. We got snow moving in tonight, uh, would be a good night to back up the computer. Snowing, yeah, there you go. Um what do you prefer? An external hard drive or separate flash drives to back up the computer? That's I know easy. what I would go with. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: easy. Um your external hard drives today are in my opinion much much better quality than thumb drives. The quality of the thumb drives, in my opinion, the last five to 10 years has dropped. And part of that is because of production. Part of it is because of price. We, as a public, demand cheap, 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 cheap. And I think thumb drives, in a lot of cases, have just become too cheap. I just don't think we can rely on them anymore. You should have an external hard drive, a good old-fashioned DVD, CD-ROM, write it right straight to the drive. Put it in the drawer and keep it. And you should also have an off site backup or copy of your data in in the clouds iCloud, um, Google Drive. um, You can use Mosey, uh, Carbonite. There's a number of up in the cloud storage areas. I recommend three your local copy, an external copy at home, and a copy up in the clouds. And then you know for certain, especially with pictures. we can't go back and replace pictures.
0: No, that's for sure. So uh good idea to backup external hard drive. I, I think the little USB drives or the thumb drives, the little cheapies, they sell even in the convenience store anymore. If you're moving files back and forth, but permanent storage, I'm leery. I, I, I've been burned more than once.
1: I, I couldn't agree yeah. more. And, and it, even if I'm moving files, I've got another one sitting right there. I've I'm getting a lot of failures with these things that are small flash drives. It's If they last two, three months, you're doing good.
0: All right. To the phones, Bill St. Paul, you're on the air. How you doing, Bill?
2: Uh, nice. Thank you. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I want to comment on that Google Drive. That is an excellent, excellent piece of advice. I use it. It, it helps me immensely. Remember the page and a half of passwords that I've got. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: yeah. So um, here's the deal. Last week, I plugged in a, a, a thumb drive, and I lost my wheels on Windows 10 64-bit. And uh, you you lost what? My my mouse and my keyboard. And I went through the setup utility. You know, I did the power down and then held the delete key, so the so the utility comes up, and I reloaded the drivers and all that. Didn't help. When the computer starts booting up. I've got the mouse and I've got the keyboard. When it finalizes, nothing. They're dead. I've uh, I've tried swapping both of them out to see if it was a device. No, they're 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 gone. And well, this is kind of
1: obviously story. some kind of software configuration of some kind. Uh, give me a call next week, and I don't think I can connect up remotely to you until we get keyboard and mouse. But there's a couple of things that we can try. I'm going to try first of all to force you into safe mode, and we're also going to take and we're going to plug them in one at a time. Uh, this is a desktop, right?
0: Uh, we we got Did to bring Bill him? back. Yeah, Bill, you're back. Bill, do we
1: got you? Yeah. Um, this is a this is a desktop, a tower unit, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you to shut your machine down completely and plug in first just your keyboard. And if you don't have any access to that, try a different USB port and shut it down again. Try another one and go through them so we can at least get keys. Now, it very well could be if you've lost this, you may have a bad motherboard. And depending upon your system, it may be reasonably priced to buy another motherboard and put your processor chip on, your memory on, and your hard drive in and just fire that baby up and rock and roll. But give me a call next week and we'll help you work through this
0: if you need my help. And thank you for the call. All right, let's go to the phones again. Mark Plymouth, you're on Tech Talk with Doug. Hello.
2: Hi, guys. Say, hey, I've, I've got two external uh, Samsung uh, one terabyte SSD drives. Wow. And both of them are um, not accepting any data or I'm not able to take the data off of them. So I'm trying to figure out what I should do. I'm trying to move the data and maybe reformat them, but I'm not sure. But it sounds like they're starting to fail.
1: Uh, This is extremely unusual. I know that the SSD external drives, they seem to tie themselves together or marry the first machine you plug them into. Are these Samsungs by any chance?
2: Yeah, their Samsungs are about, they're like credit card sized uh, Yeah, FSDs.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you have. Um, you may also want to see if you can send Samsung an email about this. I, when I do an external Samsung drive, I actually buy an internal and I put it into a six or a seven or an $8 enclosure. I mm-hmm. like the way they behave better. Yeah, these things tying themselves to a specific operating system and a specific machine. Uh, I'm seeing some issues with these, and you with two of them. That I think that the two of them together, I think they're colliding. Uh, but if you shoot Samsung an email and give me a call next week. I'd like to help you work on this.
0: And thank you for the call. All right, quick break. 148, by the way, Doug's phone number and email coming up at the end of the program. Uh, Snowing now in parts of the Twin Cities area as it uh, gradually moves in. We have a winter storm warning going into effect at 3 today, continuing until 6 tomorrow. Uh, Looks like uh, we're going to see snow and blowing snow uh, with this event. Uh, Somewhere in the neighborhood of 6 to 10 here in the Twin Cities area later today, tonight, before it winds down tomorrow. We'll have a complete update on the weather following the news at 2 here at CECO. Eight minutes down in front of 2, all the news and more weather at 2 as the snow moves in. I think we'll be all right. Uh, Timing's pretty good. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. And then things wind down on Sunday. Sun will be out, and we'll be up around 30 degrees. So uh, all the crews, uh, MnDOT and all the county and local crews will be able to get things uh, cleaned up. 26 east winds at 13 here in the Twin Cities. Tech Talk continues. We go to the phone lines again. Let's bring in uh, Gerald. Gerald, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Gerald. What can we help you with?
2: Well, we have an old, old Macintosh LC580. Okay. And it had an old-style printer. Uh, printer went bad we only use it uh, for like quickbooks and so on currently my wife is a retired teacher and it was used back in those days and so on uh, now we compile our our we're self-employed our business and our personal stuff what can i buy or find for a printer that i can hook up to this thing so we can get our information out of that to take to our accountant and so on and so forth
1: uh, that's really a big question.
2: It's old old it's
1: yeah you're you're looking at, um, at, at at an operating system that really has been obsolete if I'm not mistaken for a decade and a half. Um, and in addition to that, you're working with QuickBooks, which the Mac version was a special version. and if you happen to need a printer. I don't know if this thing is capable of connecting directly to your router. If it is, you should be able to use any Wi-Fi printer in text mode only. You should be able to actually, if you can connect to the internet, send your documents from QuickBooks in a PDF format via email. But I I think your accountant... Actually, want some printed out like in balance sheets and that kind of thing. Yeah, this is this is a big this is a tough question. I um, want you to give me a call next week, and we're going to talk a little bit about QuickBooks Online and find out exactly how this computer is configured, and we'll go from there. But you might be looking to buy a new computer here uh, eventually. Even a Mac needs to be replaced.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's one of those where a, a lot of these peripherals, particularly printers, I mean, they they they, they move on. They become USB. They become wireless. Right, and, and I think he's got. I think yeah. he's
1: actually running a parallel port on this. Yeah, one Yeah, well.
0: and you know. It, it, it's one of those where if you really feel adventurous, you might be able to do a search and poke around, and maybe someone's got one floating around on eBay that'll yep, work. Yeah, look might for be the printer. Equi- yep, yep, there might be equipment out there that
1: exactly, exactly. could work. Yeah, I had a, I had a gentleman that's got a vending equipment company and had old, old software running DOS, and this particular software used a parallel cable that connected to these uh, slot machines that he repaired and had to have a DOS machine. And we found him a laptop for 100 and a quarter on Craigslist. But that's rare. That's, yeah. um, and it, we spent about three hours searching. So yeah, sometimes you got to scratch your head and say, well, is it worth it or is it just time to move on?
0: Yeah, time to move on and get new equipment there. Let's go to Mike in Springfield. Mike, go quick.
1: Hey guys,
2: quick quick two quick questions. One, we got I got a tablet and the boss emails the schedule to me. When he emails it to me, I hook it up to the printer. Now, it can't the printer can't pick it up out of the tablet. How can a person
1: fix that? Ah, uh, you know, it depends on the printer. Most of these printers have what's called ePrint today, and okay. you and you print an right printer. straight through their software it's an old old printer uh, they, yeah. they, it, you may your tablet may have actually updated the operating system and you may be dealing with uh, almost the same thing that that uh, that that this last caller is dealing with uh, here again if you can email it to another computer you might be able to email it forward it to yourself and print it from a different machine as well but that's uh this gets tricky it absolutely does and you had a second question sir all right go the quick, quick. Question, The quick question is. I talked to a buddy. He says it doesn't pay to buy a high-priced computer
2: or, like, a laptop. He says if you go to, like, Walmart or whatever and buy a cheaper one, it's a lot better than buying the big spendy one. Is that true or not? Uh, you
1: know, I, I, I got to tell you, you, today you get what you pay for, and you pay for what you get. Uh, a gentleman just brought over an HP. Nice, nice machine. SSD drive, 499 bucks. I anticipate that computer to last him eight to 10 years. Today, they are building disposable machines as well. And thank you for the call, but we got to sign off.
0: Yeah, we got to run. It depends on what you're going to use it for and think about that. Absolutely. Doug, phone number and email.
1: Thank you. 651 552 9543. And of course, wccotech.com. wccotech.com. 651 552 9543.
0: And thanks a lot, Steve. Alright, we'll have the news and weather in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better
1: over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.